the only way Romo are going to score is a set piece or a shot from outside the area. Yeah, Inzaghi <laughs> should be paying Inter. They don't have anyone that can really create. CDK doesn't create. Messias, he comes here and there. You know, you feel the, the goosebumps when you hear the whole fans and the stadium being full. There's like, few that's, places that are better than yeah, Rome. That's that's the beauty of football. That's the beauty of, of culture. Maybe they cross the street for what? When Italy uh, won the Euros. He closed the street. He did like hand. a block party. Oh, yeah, but they closed the street the other day when they, yeah, they, they, that, they didn't do that legally. <laughs> they did that because they ran on the field. Yeah, they, they, they went on Broadway, goes, everybody stop, Antonio, stop everybody. Okay, let's stop everybody. <laughs> um, let's everybody on the middle of the street, we're going to take a picture. Because Antonio a, was going crazy, like he's Napolitano. Oh, yeah, not, not legally. <laughs> Wait, so, he closed from a sickness. <laughs> think of, think yeah. about the thought process on that. They said, Antonio, you run into the middle of Broadway like Street. <laughs> if you get hit, you get hit, but stop the cars. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> he was supposed to be here too. He got stuck in Jersey. I think he tried closing the street over there and he got arrested or something. He doing, doing what? <laughs> Tiles. He somehow Tiles. always misses yeah. when uh, when yeah. when Milan lose. He goes yeah, missing. That's true. He's gone missing like Ryan's gone missing after Manchester United lost seven. Maybe zero. they're together. <laughs> They're hiding in a cave. It's in a bunker. Somewhere, They're right? in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> They're hiding in a cave somewhere. Bunker bros. <laughs> All right, bunker anyway. Bro. No connection where they are. What a weird weekend it was. All upsets. All upsets. Uh, except for my You're not team. a Roma fan, I guess, huh? No, but like a lot of upsets, right? Oh, yeah, not your team. Inter, yeah. I didn't expect that one. Napoli Lazio, who predicted who predicted Lazio to win? No. Caetano's at a draw. Okay, I said a draw. So I told you. I told you one one. Okay, I had I had the same thing. I had I thought maybe they you were gonna slip draw? up on a draw. Yeah, I had the the draw planned. I said one one. That's what I was feeling. One one. Yeah. But I never thought in a million years that uh, Napoli yeah, you, would you lose. You told me three nothing. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be three nothing <laughs> Napoli. You know what's so weird? It could have been one or the other though. Like mm -hmm. it, it could have easily been one one or it could be three zero mm -hmm. Napoli. When it was one zero, I was like, oh, Gaetano's about to send a message. Not looking to score any second. I know. <laughs> I was gonna turn into Ryan for six hours. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but they uh, they were. But I mean, when you asked me, I said, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I got to stay away from Lazio, Roma. They're hard to predict. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you try to predict what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you can't with Lazio and, and Roma. What about Inter? Yeah. <laughs> Inter Why? at home is solid. Yeah. Simone, Inter at home, you guys are good. I had Inter winning. Now, Simone. Yeah, Simone is another guy that you can't figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. But I had uh, I had Inter winning, and um, and the rest and Roma tying. Okay, tying the game. So not the. You did do better now. I uh, yeah, but you lost yeah. your tie. I bought <laughs> I, 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 his jacket. My my bed is uh, his jacket. I thought. <laughs> Mike had that. Mike had that. He was plan. lining that one up for yeah. you. He's watching a lot of comedy podcasts yeah. lately. That's why. Well, listen, with the money that I bet, you can even buy a button. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, 25 cent bets? Yeah, <laughs> just like Miguel, taking out the room. Yeah, maybe betting is not the, the forte of this uh, of this group. No. Not good. Where do you want to start? Let, let's let's do the Napoli Lazio, because it was, it was a good game. It was exciting. I know it was 0-0 for a lot of the time. But it's not a, a zero zero that was boring. Like it was, it was very tactical. You know, waiting for the opportunities. It was lots of chances. What's so crazy to me is I, I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen a Saudi team play like Catanacho and play like a defensive style. Because usually he's somebody that he like lives and dies by a sword. But I think he knew 
if you you try to play an open game with Napoli, you get killed. And right from the beginning too, I noticed it felt like the match that Inter played against Napoli. It felt like the match Roma played against Napoli. Obviously, Inter was the one that got the result, and Lazio get the result. And, and fair play to them in in terms of how they had to play. You know, numbers behind the ball, um, defensive, but trying to counter track attack and try to to go up uh, when they could find the moment. And I, I like the character of uh, of Lazio a lot, uh, and I think they've stepped up in a lot of big games so far this year against the top teams. Sometimes it's the smaller ones that cause them problems, but I think that's a, a testament to the character uh, that they're growing with in the second year under Benito Sadi. Because it's not easy to to hammer out, especially a uh, even when you're up one zero against Napoli to keep it going. So credit to them; they're the first team that beats Napoli at home in Serie A, and massive, massive win for them. Yeah, yeah. go ahead because I only uh, check their highlights. Yeah, I think uh, even Lazio. I think the the fact that you don't allow a goal. Obviously, comes to the you know the fact that Sadi was very defensive in this game, and I think he he maybe came to a realization that he needs to get three points or needs points in this game because Champions League is is a big big win for him and for Lazio as a whole. So he's right there, you know, uh, in third place now. So they're in really really good position. They have to obviously be able to keep up. This what a ten games left or so. So. No, right. 13. 13 games left, sorry. Because I was 13, looking at Serie yeah. B. Math Serie is B difficult. Is, Serie B Why is are you 10. thinking about Serie B? I'm watching Giuseppe Rossi. Spal ah, 1. Spal 1. How's he doing? That's it. It's good. He He's came playing. in uh, midweek. Played nice. a game, so 15 minutes, 20 good. minutes. So it's good. Um, but anyway, these points now are very important to make sure you maintain that Champions League because it's very tight up there for that Champions League spot. And then Napoli, I think they, you know, they had chances. They just weren't able to to finish, and you know, for them, I don't think I don't consider a slip up. You know, they're still 15 points ahead. Um, they're in the driver's seat. They have uh, every you know the the season ahead of them where they can they can mess up. I think another five games. Yeah, it's five, and they'll still be able to. to and everyone win. else has to be perfect. And though. everyone has to be perfect. So that's a that's plenty of wiggle room for them. And um, you know, it's just sometimes you're not you, you can't win every game. It's impossible. And and Lazio were able to, to come up on top. What do you think if they lose the next game? I think they, they're playing a, a tough team next game. Is it uh, Atlanta? I will check right now. I think it's Atlanta. Yeah. What happens if they lose the next game? I still see that they're they're in a good position. I Atalanta. Mean, but yeah. they are at home. Uh, and then they have the game against Frankfurt in Champions League. Then Torino, away in Torino. Then uh, against Milan, where they're in Naples. Mm-hmm. And then Lecce. I think not if, easy games. I think if they lose versus Atalanta, I think they're still in okay position because the teams behind them drop so many points. So like even for an instant that they look like they're going down, Inter, Milan, whoever's behind them are gonna are gonna drop points. So yeah. I I really don't see anything. What would be interesting is if we say after the Milan game that they drop two games, like if they lost Atalanta and then Milan, mm. then things can maybe get yeah. interesting on a psychological side. But I don't, I don't foresee that. What do you think? Uh, I think if they, if they lose, I don't think so because I saw the reaction after the Inter game. I mean, they came back and they came back yeah. strong. So I think this team is a little bit different than the past teams. I think they'll come back and they'll come back strong. But uh, talking about Lazio, I mean, we I criticize Sari, I criticize Lazio. You never know what happens, but hey. They are they're right up there. 
I mean, third place. Yeah, third place. So he's doing good, and they they beat some good teams. I mean, uh, Lazio beat some good teams. They beat Atalanta. I mean, they beat uh, Fiorentina. Those uh, uh, they drop a game here and there, but. They make it up, <laughs> you know. At, at the yeah. end, uh, they are in third place. And where, do, where do you expect to to for Lazio at the beginning of the no, season? Right. Uh, I don't a lot know. of put them out outside the top four. A lot of yeah, people. they yeah. have the sixth uh, uh, wage bill too. So even that, Atalanta has overspent them. The what? So the sixth uh, highest there. wage bill. Oh, yeah? so how much they're spending yeah. on wages? So that means that Napoli, Juventus, Inter, Milan, uh, Roma, and Atalanta—they all spend more than Lazio. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Which is no. pretty crazy that they're in third place. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anybody put it in the in the top four. And the big games, like you said, yeah. they beat Milan, they yeah. beat Roma, they beat Inter. Now they beat Napoli. Yeah. Uh, they tied. This is this is where they they get caught up. Uh, they tied Torino, Sampdoria, Udinese, Empoli, Fiorentina, Verona. They've lost to Atalanta twice, Juventus. They lost to Napoli the first time, and then they lost to Salernitana and lost to Lecce. Yeah, it's the, those Verona teams, you know, the Verona, the Cremonese, they, 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 you tie those games, and they lost to Salernitana? They lost to Salernitana. No, yeah, not they the, lost to Salernitana Not the last game. Not the last game, No, right? once. Oh, no, once, okay. The first, yeah, yeah. The first yeah. round. Yeah, 3-1, yeah. wasn't it like 3-1 or something? Because yeah, yeah. I think the last time they beat them. Anyway, yeah, those are the thing. No, I mean, yeah. those games, you think that they will win, and then uh, Napoli, you think, oh, absolutely, there's no way they, and then they win the game. Yeah, I agree with you on yeah. that, because at the end of the season, you see all the points that, that you missed out, and if Lazio picked up those points, they would be a lot closer to Napoli. <laughs> and uh, I think this goes for any team, too, dropping, dropping those points to the smaller teams. But right. yeah, Lazio did a great job. They know you're not going to beat a Napoli in their own game. You're not going to beat right. them in attacking, right. in shots and all this. So Sadi played a little smart. He played that Grinta kind of football, the high press, more defensive. I think even Spalletti said he let the fullbacks defend. He didn't even let the ADL. fullbacks go Oh, ADL, yeah, you're right. Napoli's president De Laurenti said uh, Sadi didn't let the press. Uh, Sadi didn't let his fullbacks go up. He played a little bit safer, but that's what you got to do. You know what? Uh, you know what team you are. You know what resource you are. You know you're going arguably the most informed team in Europe on it right now. They get a lucky shot. Vecino, nice goal. Sometimes you got to do that, just like Mancini against Juventus. And you hold on till the end. And Napoli didn't have the same game that they did in previous times. So you collect this and build on for the future for Lazio. Lazio uh, looking good right now in third place. And if they can keep this up, they can cement the top four finish. So sure. I just checked, which is pretty crazy now that I'm realizing this. So we made a graphic. Uh, actually, no, this is after the game. But uh, against top teams, against the top six, the big six, Napoli got 18 points. Lazio got 15 points. Wow. It's not a big difference. Yeah, between yeah the no, two no, no they right do there. good against the good thing is That's what I'm teams. saying. Lazio, you can. And then again, you, drop the, points. you drop points, you know, against the. Uh, maybe they need a little bit more depth Lecce within their squad. And, uh, you know, I, I think they don't have the same depth that the other teams have. But I also like I like the physical game that they played. Like the defenders were so harsh on yeah. Osimen. You know, they there was no space in behind for Osimen to even be able to run, which limits his game. And for for Napoli, for me, like they were a little bit off. They had a lot of chances. The ball didn't want to go into the back of the net. The post that they hit, the crossbars, whatever. But there was a little bit off from them. Like I saw the ball, um, the ball's not being played as accurate as I usually see with mm. Di Lorenzo, with Oliveira, uh, which is normal. I mean, you you can't play like we said. You can't play thirty eight games and be perfect in every single one. Uh, it's just crazy that those those are the ones that they slip up on, even the ones that you don't expect. 
But that's the way that the, the ball rolled uh, that day. And they need to bounce back because they have, uh, obviously, Atalanta. And then they have Champions League, Champions League which for me is the is the, the bigger concern yeah. when they go forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're in a good position, I think, uh, versus Antwerp, Frankfurt, the first game. So they're in a position now where they can come home. They're coming back to Napoli and for the Champions League game. And we know that that stadium is going to be rocking. So they, they're still... Even though they lost versus Lazio, I don't see any worries right now with this team. By the way, do you guys like uh, Pro Fidel? I love him. He's doing amazing. Yeah. I have him in Fantacalcio. He's probably the best goalkeeper. Yeah, he's good. In, he's pretty in Serie A right? right now. I think he's gonna this season. I think he's gonna have Meret in his the sec behind Donnarumma and his uh, for that Zuri call ups probably. It's crazy that he wasn't even gonna be the starter at Lazio. Yeah, yeah the Spanish then, guy. Uh, Maximiliano. He was yeah, he was a starter and then he got right. sub he got red carded to the first like six minutes of their first match and then he's stars. never seen the pitch before mm-hmm. and Provedel has just been amazing. Yeah. Between him and Vicario, they've both been like two of the top goalkeepers this year. What's interesting, even with Lazio, what's the um, the amount of goals that they let in? Because in the beginning of the season, their defense was remarkable, and then towards this middle of the season, they've let up some so forty one scored, nineteen conceded. So still nineteen is pretty low for for Lazio, right? Com- it's, com- it's the com- second lowest. It's the second best yeah. defense in uh, in the league. There Only three go. behind. There you go. Napoli. Yeah. So like that's solid. Lots when of you think sheets. of Sarri ball, you don't think of clean sheets. You don't yeah. think Usually of this defensive thing. On yeah. the counters. So just I guess you know something for next year is to be able to make sure that you win versus these smaller teams because really in the Scudetto race, mm-hmm. it's what you do versus the smaller teams that really define yeah. who goes on to win There's it. More small teams and because you teams. can lose to the head you know head to head games. And still end up winning the Scudetto. Sure. Speaking of that, and I think uh, the reason why Antonio's not here, Fiorentina beat uh, Milan 2-1. We haven't heard from Antonio since, actually. Usually he's always annoying us, trying to get into the studio, trying to hang out with us. He's been very quiet. Yeah, there's no signal in the bunkers where he's... uh... Fiorentina. You watched the game with him, right? I saw the game with him. Yeah. He, he was completely silent. I felt bad for him. <laughs> like, That's I tried instigating, and he was just like a sad puppy. So, I, I, didn't, even, I didn't say too much. If you don't do not play too Was he better. crying when he left? Bit, I think I saw a tear roll. He ran out before <laughs> before I really <laughs> saw his face completely. So, he wasn't happy at all. What What, what were your thoughts? I thought Fiorentina played really good. I think they could have won by more. I think this 2-1 is a lie of how it would have been. Fiorentina played great. They really pressed Milan. Gave Manian a heart. If it wasn't Manian there, it could have been three mm. or four. He played very good. But Fiorentina definitely deserved it. Milan, they lack that bite in attack. Giroud from pre-World Cup is missing. They don't have anyone that can really create CDK... Doesn't create Messias. He comes here and there. Leal, you know, he's either there or he's not there. He wasn't and available. The, well, he wasn't no, there. I know. I'm just saying in general. Uh, I meant but without, without, I feel like it's without him. They they yeah. they don't have much. Yeah, they rely on him too much. But just in general, uh, this game, it, it it showed you like a a series of how they how inconsistent they are. It's either there, they're not there. So, That's what I saw. So you just you explained to us uh, about your terrible betting. Right, that you you missed out on all these bets, but Fiorentina is the only one that you got. Yeah. So why'd you pick them to win this game? Well, Fiorentina, I mean, they have a solid team everywhere. I like the wings. Uh, if the center forward can score uh, goals, I mean, they they're going to be right there. And then I think they have the right attitude. 
you know, they're not scared. They're going to a game and they're not scared yeah. of the other team. They press. Yeah, they press yeah, and they, 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 look they you know, they put pressure. And, and I said, you know, they're playing home. They, um, they're not in, in a good position. They're kind of desperate. Hmm. They were coming from a, a big win in Europe. So uh, they had some confidence mm-hmm. in them. I said, you know, this is the this is the game that they're gonna do well. I felt uh, I felt like that. Was part of that also because Leao wasn't there for Milan? Did that play into it at all? Yeah, Leao was not there. Uh, that 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 played a part on it too. But I still think that uh, Fiorentina would have come up either with a tie or a win, even if Leao was there. Yeah. I also picked Fiorentina to win, and the reason also was wow. like Gaetano said, the the did you bet on it? I did. No, oh my, yeah, they, us, they're us, gatekeeping buddy. over here. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. We didn't get any messages in the group chat about ah, that. Yeah, and like it was a, last yeah. minute uh, bet, but uh, <laughs> everyone's been all yeah. yeah. When, when they hit, that you was guys my first speak. bet ever. By the everyone's way, very your first bet ever. The, so you're 100. percent That was my first bet. Yeah. Wow, nice. But anyway, I also felt a lot of pressure for your second bet. I know. Uh, should I go with Inter? I don't know. But um, don't do no, not with Inzaghi. Don't do that. Um, Milan also Champions League this week. So also the focus of the team, you know, okay. at times that's also a distraction or, you know, like uh, as a team, you're, you're focusing on this Tottenham game and that's the pressure. Mm-hmm. No matter what, even the great Mourinho with that Inter team that won the treble, the, f- the game before the Champions League was always a hard game mm. where he would use a, like rotate his squad, but then... And similar to what Milan, obviously they were forced with Brahim Diaz out, uh, Leao out, but the guys that came in weren't able to, to you know, produce enough. But Fiorentina looked like foaming at the mouth for this good. game. Yeah. We were talking about yeah, it, yeah. how like they were going for every tackle, they were trying to win every ball. Blood. Uh, Cabral looked good. Um, you know, the the team was just moving the right way, and there was something in the air that night that that really propelled Fiorentina to. To a nice two-one victory, and then even Jovic coming off the bench was able to score the goal, and you know that Sealed ended up being the the, the, the ceiling. Winner. The movement on that second goal was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. The man. run forward, yeah. on, I think it was Chow that was marking him. Chow, Chow was terrible. Yeah, yeah Chow. Yeah. Two attackers go open. forward. Two attackers you know, makes a forward run and then pulls away. Yeah, oh, Chow is very it's good hard. center forward play. There was no man marking on there. Was Chow two took the players bite. open yeah. there. It's very hard because you have that bait. instant. Uh, took the bait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did I say? Bite? I don't know what you said. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what you meant. Also, you know, if you uh, go for the game of the week, you know, anything can happen in the game of the week. You know, when you go from a derby, when you have, uh, you know, Roma Juventus, you got Inter Milan, you got uh, those games, they can go either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very difficult. So just in case you want to know, I'm going for Fiorentina again. <laughs> Who are they playing? Whoever they play. They play Napoli. No, no, no. They play, no, no. You know it's they, they, play, they, play, they play Cremonese or Lecce, ah, okay, I, I think. I can do that too then. I that. think Lecce or Cremonese, something yeah, like that. Okay. Um, we're going to check right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing Cremonese. Cremonese and Lecce the week we're after. Last, hey, Cremonese gave Sassuolo a scare. I know. Cremonese, I mean... They, yeah, they, then, then you bet on Roma the one time they played Cremonese and Cremonese wins. And Cremonese, yeah. Explain that one. Oh, the two yeah. times they played. Yeah, they <laughs> two times. Yeah, Italia too. Yeah, that was that was unbelievable. Damn. That's why I'm I'm staying away from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I agree with obviously agree with everything you said. Uh, Fiorentina has been top. If you look at the numbers, like top in in like top five in all the most important metrics. XG, you know, expected goals scored, chances created, crosses. 
possession, high press, everything. They just haven't been able to finalize things. So they, they look super hungry. If they get their goal scorers going, like Cabral looked great. I'm, I like that he started Cabral instead of starting Jovic. I think that Cabral earned the place to start, and I think he does better. He helped the team a lot out, more than Jovic does. And then good from Jovic to come in, obviously, and score. Nico Gonzalez, for me, is right. is key player for the team. He's top. I mean, he really does so many things well. Icone, sometimes he could be so frustrating because he's technically a really good player, but his decision-making at times, you, you know, you look at him, you're like, why would you do that? Obviously, that's a big difference between top players, right? Sure. Otherwise, Adama Traore would be the greatest player in the world if it was just about about that. You know, it's the decision-making in the moment. He, moments he that was you play. smart in getting that penalty, though. I know. Yeah, that was... was I thought it was soft, And even for the second goal... They were going to call that penalty. It was his, pa his through ball that went to Dodo, and then obviously Dodo made a great cross. Yeah, Dodo yeah, played yeah. well, too. Yeah, right. Dodo, sometimes he's like hit or miss as well, mm -hmm. but he had a good game. That, but like you said, every even Terracciano. They, they all played well. Terracciano yeah. and Net made a lot of saves. Yeah. For, for Milan, Tomori was, was poor. Kalulu was poor. Chow was poor. CDK was poor. You can make a list. Like For that. me, when I, when I didn't see Lau there, I didn't see how they would uh, how they would win the game. And you know who else? Brahim Diaz. Brahim Diaz, who maybe last year you'd laugh to say that he's an important player. He's another guy that brings a lot of hustle. He brings quality up top, up front. And they might be without him. I was just reading. I said I heard Giroud got the flu. He might not make tandem. And Brahim Diaz might not be fit for tandem. Those are two big absences yeah. if they're not there. Wow. And you're going to London, which was already a hard game yeah. after a loss That's like this. Tough. I don't know. Is, I'm, uh, I'm scared. Is Ibra ready for the 90 minutes? Or? I don't know. They, uh, I don't know gonna, for the 90. He's been playing, gonna but I don't think for the 90. They're going to have to play Origi or something. I'm very scared about uh, about Listen, that game. Giroud is going gonna, is gonna to play. Even if he's not... If he has a flu, they'll, they'll get a way to, to get him into the game. Hopefully. Mm. He's got to perform. The, and then they'll take him like out. Like Michael Jordan? Yeah, play a flu game. Yeah, and then they'll uh, they'll take him Benza out if he does <laughs> Yeah, he needs flu. to be on. It's a too yeah, important no, game. You gotta, how do you, how do you see the approach going in in this match? Because Tottenham they also lost. Let's not forget Tottenham lost. I think to Wolves one zero. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the they they're they still against. in fourth place. So they did, but they got a couple of extra games. Fans are super frustrated with Conte. Tottenham fans they are? super super frustrated. Yeah, uh, not happy with their performances and stuff. The approach, though, how's the approach the, um, going to be? The, what I heard about uh, the English uh, is that uh, Conte is always have, is always complaining about something. Sounds like him. Yeah, and he always has an. Yeah, that that's what they don't like, and yeah. you know, just stop complaining at. The, yeah. But that game, that game, they're going to put tough. so much pressure on AC Milan from the beginning. They have think to. they're going to high press? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, think for, I think for sure. Yeah. They're gonna then the first half. I don't think AC Milan is gonna be able to come out of the uh, their own half. Does that help them or does that hurt them? Because can you no. they get in behind the high press with Lau like a fast player like well, Lau? But they they want to to want to score a couple of goals. You know they're gonna go to to score a couple of goals. But I I, I think I, I think it's I, like the first game. Like whoever gets that first goal, especially with Tana, if Milan get that first goal. Tottenham's gonna have a very very tough time because but we're not gonna see the same Spurs. Spurs looked hard. No, you're not the gonna see the same Spurs. Yeah, but but is, if Milan, they defense, were missing key players. If Milan defense played like they're doing against Fiorentina, they're gonna get this a smoke. This is a desperation think, time for Tottenham. They but look yeah. good though against too. Tottenham, though. Even without, I mean, they get Magnan back. You know, there's players that they were missing as mm -hmm. well. Um, without Giroud, it becomes really really tough. Though for the way I see it, 
I just don't want to see. I, I want to see the approach. If they go into it like we're defending a 1-0 or if they're going into it with a 0-0 mindset and like we have to play this game at all costs. The thing that gives me the most hope, like I say, is that Conte's approach in Europe has not been good. Mm-hmm. In Champions League, in Europa League, it's really their hiccup into the season. And for me, he does a lot of calculations on like, what, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to pick and choose? Because he always says that his team is not his team depth is not big enough. I'm hoping that happens now that he does that with Tottenham. Uh, but I feel like for them, you're playing at home. You're 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 in your home stadium. It's only one zero for Milan. The the missed chances for Milan in the first game still give me nightmares because you go into this game two two at least two could have been three zero if Chow Different and game. and CDK are not scared to head the ball into the back of the net. Uh, so I'm disappointed on that, but uh, but yeah, I'm nervous about it. Nervous about it. Anyway, game's Wednesday. Let's see one. what happens. That's a tough game. No Talk. bets on that, right? Oh, yeah. What's your bet on that no, one? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You stay away from that game. That's a tough one. Yeah, I can't yeah. predict that one. Because I can go uh, against Milan, so I'm not. I'm going to stay, stay away. Or you put money on Tottenham to win, and then you're happy either way. Because if Milan wins, then you're good. I'm, I'd be sad. Then you feel happy. I still feel sad. And then worst case scenario, Milan lose, you win money. No. <laughs> it's like I'm not Just doing that. Just say, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Talk about Roma, Roma Juve. Another game, kind of like Lazio, reminded me of uh, Napoli Lazio yeah. with the with the one zero, very low scoring city. Yeah, that goal. Can you believe you? You and I, we uh, I called you yesterday when we were talking. He said Roma beat Roma beat Juventus without a center forward, without a number nine. You'd never think that that would be possible. I mean, I, this guy. I think Mourinho is happier if he gets, if he plays against a Juventus team. I think he he would rather play a Juventus every week. Then Be- a Cremonese. <laughs> then Cremonese. Because what does he do? Okay, I'm going to play without a center forward. I'm going to put defend myself. I'm not going to let them score, even though, you know, the Juventus hit three posts. Three post. But I'm not going to let them score. And then I'll take my chances, you know. At the end, maybe I'll, I'll put Abraham. At the end, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll insert some other player and maybe I'll get the goal. This time, uh, he got a goal from somebody that you will never expect <laughs> to get a goal. But when he got the ball, he had too much space. No. Rabiot was too far away. And I saw Rabiot, he was jogging instead of sprinting to him. So he took a beautiful shot. So, you, you know, you, you hang out 0-0 until the end. You hang out one nothing, and, uh, you know, you win the game. When you have to attack, you're playing against criminal, you have to attack, you have to... And then Cremonese, they got a couple of forwards. Or you play against Lecce, which has got a couple of forwards. Hey, you might lose the game. And that's what happens uh, to Roma. But you're a genius when it works. And well, of course. You would call him an idiot always. for not playing a number nine. Of course. And you, you saw it like right away. It was it was so clear. They dominated the midfield. Right. Dybala dropped right. in. They, numerically, they just completely dominated in the midfield, passing the balls around. They didn't do anything going forward. The only chances they had in the first half, outside the area. Yeah. Because there's nothing inside yeah, the area. Right, right, right. But that's what's crazy to me that Juventus didn't notice that. Yeah. They didn't realize the only way Roma were going to score is a set piece. Or a shot from outside the area. Yeah. Dybala had him in the beginning. So when they're not pressing Mancini, yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's Dybala. the only way that they're going to be able to score a goal and you're still not limiting right. that. But fair... The, sorry. Yeah, Dybala took a couple of shots in the first half from outside the area. That's it. They were not going anywhere. So um, Allegri, um, I, I don't know. He, um, he doesn't do a good job. I mean... I think we're maybe a little too harsh on Juve because, like we said, the three posts. Well, and they, all, hit the, so they hit the three posts. And the other day, I think they would have scored 
and would have been up. Probably Juve would have won a 1-0 and be like, oh, even closer. And this was a big game for Juve because they would have closed a gap closer to top four. So this was a huge, huge loss uh, against Roma at the Olimpico. But I think... Out of all the times that we criticize Allegri, I think for this one, I th- Juve were pretty unlucky for the most part. Uh, the stars aligned for Roma getting this win. They played tough, tough football um, and were fortunate to get the win overall. Juve, I think Juve did enough to to deserve a win on this one. And it was just one of those games. They're unlucky. But That's I- what I think. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree, okay. um, because yeah, the ball didn't want to go into the back of the net. It was one of those games for Juventus. I'm just still tired of the approach, right? Yeah, I'm ta- but we no, already know this. No, no, no. But beyond that, not not just the gameplay. It's like, what does kids have to do to start a match? Like, mm-hmm. do you always have to be that fearful on playing three men in the back line with your five, and and then your two up top, where Vlaovic looks like a shell of himself? Because he's not holding up the ball. He's not getting any chances. He's a striker that lives off of that. Do you still have to do that? Like, do you, do you have to play in that sort of way when you've got a Keza? He always has to come in off the bench. I mean, you, for me, it doesn't make sense. You, you, you no. have a perfect 4 3 3 lineup. Yep. With Vlaovic over there, and then you got the two wings. You got Keza and De Maria. Well, who else can, can be better than that? Yeah. And, you know, they both, uh, they both defend. So when they when they lose the ball, it's not that Chiesa is not going to come back. Chiesa comes back all the time. Yeah. So you got Vlaovic over here. You got the two wings. When Di Maria, you, when Di Maria goes on the inside, right, because he likes to go on the inside to give a nice pass, you have a quadrato that stays wide and goes up. I mean, you got, you, you can go forward with Di Maria, um, Chiesa, Vlaovic, and Quadrado. And who, Kostic, there's still Kostic who, there too. Who, who can in Serie A has yeah. this th- much talent? Come on, yeah. you you should be crossing a, a hundred times between left and right, and then you got Kostic. The guy always makes a cross. Yeah, yeah. you should be able to to do. Um, I, I think he's I don't know. He's afraid at the beginning. He doesn't he, trust his defenders. Yeah, I think he, he has no trust he, in the defense. He's a little bit afraid, and then, and then he the, goes up, then the he takes out, then he puts Bonucci in, then yeah. he takes out. You know, so, Sandro know got injured. He got injured. Yeah, he was injured. But okay. for for me, like both. By the way, both of these teams, worst teams in the world to score a goal against and then have to defend. Because they score one goal. Roma scores one goal. Juventus scores one goal. They become the worst team because they just bunker down. And fair play to Roma, just to give Roma one more time, because I wasn't done just saying uh, their praises. Everyone keeps talking about, and they consistently say this, and we've said it here now for months, Mourinho brings nothing to the team. That's constantly what's said. Look at their style of play. What he brings is an us-against-the-world mentality within the squad. That team fights. They understand yeah. what's at their disposal. That's not something that you always see from a Roma side. That is typical characteristic of a Jose side where even the guys on the bench are running over to their teammates. Every single person's fighting. They're also clever with the way that they're, you know, wasting time and and dragging the play out and, you know, uh, getting the fouls and playing into Ju- Juventus's hands, like winning headers. All that stuff is a testament to the character that he's built this club so it felt very good to see, to be able to see that that you know he's reaping the rewards of what he's built isn't you playing against uh, you getting you playing in, uh, in Roma uh, in front of 75,000 people and you don't start a center forward yeah. that's Mourinho mm-hmm. I think a lot of that game he won that game yeah because any other coach 
he would start Abraham. I mean, there's yeah. no way you don't start Abraham in that game. Mourinho is one of those coaches, like you said, that us against the world, where he's an underdog coach. Like, he works in certain areas. Like, with Inter, it was perfect. With Roma, it seems like it's a marriage to come true. You know, with Real Madrid, it didn't work. Real Madrid is a favorite club. Everyone loves Real Madrid, and it's always about the attack mind. But he won at Real Madrid. He won, but he didn't have the same same effect. I don't Mm -hmm. think he had the same effect. Barca were also incredible at that time. Yes, 100%. But I think even with the... With the the fans, maybe I would say that there wasn't this this love of Mourinho. They didn't and like how he portrayed them. It's he just wanted to act like an underdog when in reality, yeah. Real Madrid aren't that. Exactly, it's your yeah. style, his pragmatic approach. But I have to say, like the Olimpico looked like the Colosseum. Mm. Yeah, like I felt like the Roman players were were gladiators. The way they were going mm. after every ball, and just like mm-hmm. the just in the beginning the of energy. you know I don't know whose call it is with the whole singing and stuff like that, giving that Liverpool type feel. It's amazing. It's really, you know, you feel the the goosebumps when you hear the whole fans and the stadium being full. There's like few places that are better than yeah, Rome. That's that's the beauty of football. That's the beauty of, of culture. But, you know, even, let's say, we, we're talking about the number nine with Tammy and stuff like that. Mourinho has always been one to kind of pull the, the rabbit out of the hat. Maybe it was also because, you know, you have this very physical Juventus defense as well with the three men back. Danilo, uh, Bremer, right? They were standing there looking like what to do. So, like, they had no one to man mark or yeah. be physical with. So, like, you have to kind of sure. come out and you change your approach to the game. So, you know, I, I'm not saying it was a perfect uh, thing, but mm. it, it looked like, you know, even Roma, the way that they were having possession of the ball, they didn't do much going forward, but they were able to dominate possession, which I'm even looking at Juventus saying, hey, you, Allegri, you know that Mourinho plays a certain way. This mm. is your ch- chance to play a proactive football, go take them. And Juventus usually are, when, when it's the big games, they do have this pragmatic approach, but they're they're very solid and, and able to to win these games. And Mike said it also, you you know, you hit three posts, and you're unlucky, right? You have the opportunities to score. That changes the game completely. Um, but I'm just, I'm nothing new when we say disappointed in Allegri. Mourinho is Mourinho, and he'll, he'll be himself for forever. forever. And I guess if we're going to give credit to Sarri, we also should give credit to Mourinho. The team is right there, you know, ready for Champions League. And yeah, I yeah. think, you know, anyone that said that, you know, they were striving for the Scudetto, no. I, I didn't see it. Like, Their point below Lazio. Yeah. I think people get caught up in styles. Like, people get obsessed with, like, watching aesthetically good football, and everyone will go crazy about that and give credit to them. And because you don't see that at, at Roma, which you don't, uh, you know, depending on the type of football you like, but generally the popular style of football is this tiki taka passing in the midfield movements, a lot of high scoring. But they're they're warriors and they're battlers, and and that's a it's respectful for for them. And you know, another guy, you know, Mancini's not somebody we ever give credit to here because you know, as a defender, for me, he's you know he's pretty bang, he's pretty average. You know, I feel like he he has to always be physical. Uh, because he's not that good at reading the game or getting interceptions, but he played an unbelievable night. Even from the fact to get uh, Moise Keane sent off, you know, like he's so smart and 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 annoying to play against. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's smart because you know it's always the reaction that gets the card, right? A lot of times with center backs, they'll hit you, they'll kick you, it's dirty. But then the referee doesn't see it. He always sees the the response, and that's exactly what happened. It, you know, even the balls getting sent in, like Juventus' strategy was to cross the ball in. I mean. If you credit Smalling, Ibanez, and Mancini for one thing, 
it's being great mm-hmm. in the air. Like they're good at at fighting and and hitting them. So it fell right into their game plan. Rui Patricio was unbelievable. I've never seen him play such a good game in my entire he's, life. He's gonna score an own goal next game. <laughs> Watch. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you with Mancini. I, I I'm not the biggest fan of him because sometimes he makes some boneheaded decisions and he uses his stubbornness and against him at times in a bad way but this game he used in his favor he was he annoyed Moise Keane he annoyed all these uh, attackers and he got in his way he was smart he fell to the ground just like any other uh, defender would do to get to have the advantage of his team but if he can keep this up and be annoying keep this up and don't do any stupid decision making or any rash movements that he's done in the past and he stays on this path he can be a, a butcher type center back that you'd hate to play against. So, and we know a lot of those. AKA Materazzi, like that. Yeah, type there of we go. Yeah. No nonsense. No, yeah, exactly. You, you know, got to do it consistently face. for a while, not yeah. just against. I'm just Juventus. saying, if he's on the right track, no. Ibanez too. Ibanez is the same kind of guy. Like he'll he'll do not two as three. Much. He'll do two three games. No, I'm saying he'll do two three games good, and then he'll have. A match where oh. in five minutes he'll throw everything away. He'll make a stupid foul within mm-hmm. the box, give away a penalty kick, lose a ball, pass the ball the wrong way. So, you know, the consistency in, in those positions, I think, matter. And there's a reason. Same thing like Juventus. There's a reason why they play three men in the back is because I think they don't trust either of them in a four-man defense. It's really just defending with numbers. But whatever. Uh, like you said, Juventus unlucky in terms of the not being able to score. Chances. But I just am sick and tired of their approach. Um, I know it's not going to change, but seeing Chiesa just start on the bench for no reason because you're calculating to throw him in, and you you know you want to not concede for the first 45 minutes, which is really the goal. That's what Juventus set out there to do is to not concede. If you get a goal, great, but it's not overexposing ourselves in any way. And for me, that's a scared type of football, it's, and it's not a football that goes with the quality that's within the squad. So that's me. Your boys Inter consistently mm. getting a win against Lecce. Pretty easy. You got the business done. Yeah. Well, Lecce is a tough team, but so I, I was actually surprised. I thought Inter were gonna struggle. No Okay. Nah, yes, no party. I understand that. But Lecce still. I mean, they they have a, a strong team. Uh, what we've seen this whole season. So, you know, it was important for Inter to kind of be able to score the goal. It was a, it was a great goal by Mkhitaryan. Great build up play, and uh, we were able to take care of business, which unfortunately. For an Inter fan, is not something that we can say very often this year. You know, uh, we dropped a lot of points, and, and more importantly, seven losses in a season is is not where Inter uh, should be or, or is allowed to have at this point in the season. So, you know, uh, important to come back, I guess, from losing uh, versus Bologna and, and having a dismal performance to then this performance being, you know, somewhat pretty like clinical almost mm-hmm. like the way the ball was moving in the midfield mm. you know Lautaro was on like everything was Gossin's. working yeah, yeah maybe best game yeah Gossin's best game I have to say and it, was it really came up in the clutch because DiMarco was out so like I, I really don't know what to say with no this team here. because we know the quality of the players mm-hmm. Inzaghi allows this team to play a more free-flowing style why don't we see these type of performances more you know, does it come down to more, you know, Inzaghi maybe as a tactician is 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 good or has a certain style, but then as the manager slash motivator, he lacks because it, it's too 
uh, evident to see this team being up and down and lackadaisical at times, and then at the same time be this superior team. So before before we get your comment, because I know you weren't here last week, uh, so you didn't get to talk about uh, the match against Bologna and Inzaghi. We we had the conversation. Give let's give them credit because they beat Lecce, right? So we'll take that. I have a couple more things to say, and then and then you could go in on Inzaghi as. As I know you probably want to. Lautaro Martinez, I feel like every time he scores, you guys win games. Mm-hmm. He's so important to your team. 14 goals in the season. And in 2023, since winning the World Cup, I know he didn't do much in the World Cup, but he got seven goals in 10 games in the new year. So he's really been uh, impacted by that. Uh, Inter, like you said, consistently at home, you guys are pretty much consistent. Uh, it's just away from home where, I don't know, you lack motivation, you lack some determination. Akancha Anoli gave an interesting interview too talking about that saying you know against the small teams we're, we're not charged up against the big teams we are but i think also let you played a terrible match you know strefeza was it was not on his usual self Cisse, as i said no bashkiroto even huinman who i really like and i think he's a talented player is going to go far overall there was something with leche that that wasn't clicking that night anything else about the game no, I think for the most part, uh, if Inter can keep this up, just like you were saying, bring it to their away form, I think they'll do good. We know they're in second place right now. We know the Scudetto's not going to happen, but if they stay, if they secure that second spot and keep it going to see what... I, I think for this season, it's finishing as high as you could, and for Inter, I think that's second place. And after that, then you make the changes in the summer, whether it's a new coach, well, yeah, whether all the players stay and stuff like that. So just I'm just saying, just for me, it's... Uh, what's it called? There's a saying where it's like... Uh, Weather out the storm or something like that. That's what I think. But is it good enough? I mean, is it's it not good, good enough? enough? It's not good enough, but it's past that already. It's too late yeah, to, but you know what we, I'm trying we to say? We agree. We're all on yeah. the same page about that. But I'm saying, is it good enough? No. Is it good enough? No. What do you think? Well, for this year, no, you're not going to catch Napoli. Sorry, I'm saying going so. forward. Yeah, going forward, that's exactly what you were saying. I don't understand this guy. I mean... You playing against Lecce? How many spectators were there yesterday? Was that seventy thousand? I mean, you guys are exact amount. But you, this, you guys are unbelievable. You don't know the exact amount <laughs> off the top of your head. Listen, yeah. listen. You, you guys are unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, you you get the most fans, and yeah, you know, even if you play with the last team mm-hmm. with Verona, the, the stadium is full. I mean, you should be able to perform. That should be motivation enough for the players yeah, to, to perform. So, w- what is it? Not for Inzaghi. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he needs 90,000. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's just very weird that the team can can have such a, an up and down, like a bipolar reaction almost, where Which like makes... Bologna, yeah, like Bologna yeah, game was terrible. Yeah, a doctor they, for that to check they them. Couldn't, they couldn't even make a pass. You know, and then Lecce, you're, you know, everything is, is, mm-hmm. is free-flowing and everything. It's just, it, it's upsetting. Yeah, nothing, but no, nothing else. Otherwise, I'm going to talk better about Inzaghi. So Peter, uh, and Lukaku, anything for him? Or uh, like Lukaku, but Lukaku is I know he's coming, coming off Coming back now, with well. injuries, the year that he had the last year. Like, yeah. the only so thing I can say is that thank God for Jekyll having a, a really, really good year. He's kept us in in a lot of games and and won games. Lautaro, obviously, mm. and Lukaku is like that added player. That listen, expensive added player. Well, really? he's already agreed to to lower his salary if he is to return. So they, he's got. Do you a, want him? We have no money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if I can Hold get on. Lukaku, 
For nothing? There's a dark, dark. I take them. For $5 million, you're not going to take Lukaku? Take yes, I, I need these. Show the camera. Okay. Tip Where jar. There's, there's cobwebs the in there right now. Cobwebs. Yo, we, this this was supposed to be for our, the coffee that we have in the studio. I don't have any change. Yeah, that's what Antonio says. No, no, don't worry. We, don't, we take uh, dollar we're bills. You have a credit card? Euro, euros. That's it. That's the same thing as a dollar now. You take euros? Oh, you got euros. <laughs> okay. Not bad. Check, like you put it right back checks, in that pocket. Oh, food stamps, whatever. <laughs> ah, listen. <laughs> we have no money. Just, oh, we have no money. Who are we gonna buy? Just the way you said it. And we you're gotta pay some uh, some money at the end of the year. We have no shirt sponsor. We have no shirt sponsor. <laughs> we didn't even get a dollar from the shirt sponsor this year. Can you believe that? I get one dollar. Shirt sponsor. I see a lot of stuff written in the. But they don't get paid. They don't get paid. They don't get paid. Screen out. We just lose free after. We can do a sponsorship like that, right? Might as well do. Roma, no sponsor. The past wow, few seasons, they were just they're trying to jerseys. abide by their contract. They, just, they, they, they don't want to. It's it's a, a legal battle. It's a, it's a nightmare for for financial reasons, right? And mm. I think um, this Napoli team, the way, the form that they're in, I don't think anybody would catch them. Oh, you so should be closer. They should take Inzaghi. Should salary. be closer. To <laughs> them. Gaetano would agree to that. But what about? But what about how Milan? much of his salary? Uh, if uh, Inzaghi <laughs> should be paying Inter to coach, <laughs> yeah, you really sound like Antonio with that. That's an Antonio statement. Yeah, I hey, think that's your paisan from Piacenza. I can't wait till you meet him one day. Good, good use of the word, Gaetano. I can't wait till you meet him one day. I wonder what you're gonna say. You're gonna keep your, you're not gonna say anything. You know, keep your mouth. Uh, I think he's. A, we agree, he's a very good coach. He's not a top coach. I think he's a very good coach. He's, he's a good still coach. missing something. What's very yeah. good? He's a good coach. He's a very good coach. No, he's, a good coach. He's, a very good he's a good coach. He's better than people. Wow. Well, that's not saying much. He's second division coach. I think, I mean, his style, like, he's the team good looks good. And they guys have a lot of fight. In the Cups, he wins. He wins yeah. the Supercoppa. He loves to win the Coppa Italia. Performs in Champions League. In, in Champions League so far, I'm nervous about their way. But if they go forward again in Champions League, it's like... But he lacks to mot motivate them in certain matches. I want to see him with another team. It's now year two. It's now year two. And I'm like, last year, right, they should have won the Scudetto. They didn't. I give him a pass. I said it's the first time in a high-pressure situation. Now this year, I'm like, I get that Napoli's been amazing. But I still expect Inter to be closer. I still expect you. I, and this is not just picking on Inter. With Juventus, it's the same old story. For me, same thing with Allegri. At the end of the season, you should 100% move on. If you want a real project... There's hmm. no way you go forward with a leg next money year on the table. For me, you're gonna end up losing more money in the long run. Yo, get it. you need. They need a young coach with new ideas that plays the proper way. You're not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere with this idea. Don't forget, Juventus. Juventus did this season not to get into top four. I know people are talking about that now. The goal is to get into top four. That's because of how bad they've been. Uh -huh. Also, the 15 points, whatever. That's an important factor, of course, but they still were not. They should have been challenging for a title. Yeah. They brought in players, experienced players I to mean, win. You don't bring Di Maria yeah. in just to qualify for Champions League. Exactly. And they're far off. Even with the 15 points, you're still far off of where Napoli were. And don't forget, we forget this. They got embarrassed in the Champions League again. They broke all the most negative records in the Juventus history. This man is not the coach to go forward with next year. He has to finish out the season, of course, because you're not going to second. Who do you go for? You need a young coach. Young coach? I think, I think you go you go back go? to your roots, try to build a project. First, you need a sporting director, mm. an actual sporting director, somebody that thinks and puts out a process for what you need, right? That's number one, because constantly they've bought players without thinking about how they fit into 11 and how mm. they think 
one year, three year, five year plans. That's for sure. And you need to like how they found Conte, how Conte was a coach that came from Siena. You know, he, he came up from Serie B because he was doing so well. Someone with right ideas. Let me and that can you build something. up the young players. Would you take Conte next year? Um, Probably. It might be available. Probably. Uh, uh, Agnelli's not there. I don't know. Agnelli's not there. We didn't go for Conte again. I feel like it's one of those things that uh, we, we overdone it. That's enough. We beat the dead horse already. I just and by think the, way, the amount of get money that he's impact. Want. And by oh, the yeah. way, with the 15 points, you've retired with Inter. I didn't even realize but, that. But even, either way, I don't look how far that. away. Yeah, what are you, 15 points? 15 yeah, 15 points, points away 15 from, points yeah, from Napoli. From first place. That that to me is like the problem. But Napoli have just been great. But yeah, they should be closer. But still, still, that's not good enough. It shouldn't be 15. It shouldn't be, yeah. It should be under 10. It should be under 10. And it's also Champions League. Like, you got embarrassed in Champions League. You got absolutely embarrassed. You only beat the Israeli team. That's the only team you beat. Maccabi. Guys, they got embarrassed yeah, in Champions League. It's becoming a pattern for you in Europe. And yeah, you miss good. your players. You miss your top players. But even with the big players coming back now, his style, the style didn't change, which, yeah, we know. Uh, yes, they're winning games. They win games because they have the quality of team that's so much talents. better than, than everyone else. It's not for great ideas. It's not for... I don't see improve, like that much improvement. What do you think with Vlaovic under Allegri? Terrible. Do you think he regress as a player? I, I think... He doesn't look like the... He looks like a shadow of himself. Everyone's blaming Vlaovic. I think I feel for Vlaovic. No, I think I think he goes to another team. You put this guy in in Napoli. You put him in Oof. Arsenal. You put him in Lot. Even Lazio. You put him in Lazio. Man City. The amount that they create, the guy will be top goal scorer. For me, he will be top goal scorer. Listen, the number nine needs the ball. If he doesn't get the ball, it's very hard for them to score. Like you only get limited chances as it is. And then if you're never if you're never getting the ball or, or you have one or two chances, it's very hard to put goals in the back of the net. Because he's to not get like Giroud or Jekko. Like they help but, the squad in another way. Like they do better. They hold the That's ball one up. problem that he has. I'll, I'll admit that. You're but, talking about two players that but he's a killer have in the 15 area. years of experience. So like those are those are things that you True. develop over time that you you understand the nuances of the game. But you for for Vlahovic. He needs service, but he thrives under no someone like Italiano the who gives the him the ball, who, Yo, who plays attacking football that gives he, him the ball. Look how much he thrived. They over have there. they have Di Maria and they have Chiesa who could be on the wings yeah. helping him out. But yeah, but still scared the, to do but that. But if the philosophy exactly. isn't if you play Di Maria, uh, play back, he's not going to give you what he's supposed to give you. If you're not playing him in the correct uh, position, if you're not playing him in the correct role, if you're not playing him in the correct formation to attack. To play that ends up as the coach's fault because he tells you, okay, Di Maria, don't attack this much or defend or watch this, don't go all the way, and you're nervous to go because your defense or that's not the philosophy how you play. That's what you're gonna get. There's it's different coaches. The there's different coaches for different point, teams and different moments. Right now and for going forward. Uh, sorry, not right now because to the end of the season, of course, he has to stay. Yeah. And he's if we give. Like we credit, he's a great coach in a moment like this where Juventus lose the 15 points. You know, I think he stays calm. He speaks the right way. He brings a sense Stabilize of tranquility. Yeah, he did very good at that. But when they're going forward, Juventus does not need a coach. He, they do not need a manager. They don't need a manager. They don't need that Ancelotti type that just speaks to the players. They need a coach. They need a proper coach. I think it comes, like you said, getting the sporting director and having a, a direction for this team. Because I think even from the beginning of the season, I said... You know, there's a there's an identity crisis at Juventus, and you said it best. Like, you go after Pogba, you go after Di Maria. That's to win the scudetto. Mm -hmm. But maybe, I mean, obviously, you're Juventus, you always have to strive to to win. But 
the the real starting was saying, hey, this is l'anno zero. That's a, a common saying in in Italy, right? Translate. This Mike. is your your Z- zone zero l'anno 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 the year. Lano, oh yeah, L apostrophe A N O. Okay, it. got it. So like this is this is your your starting point, your your zero point, right? Ground zero. Now like how? Yeah. Thing. Now how can you build it? Elevate. And like I think within this Juventus team, there's a lot of players that can do very very well for a long time. I mean, you have a young core. If Blahovic. You have Miretti now Fra, coming up. Fra, Fagioli Fra coming up. You know, Bremer. Don't forget, Bremer's still very young. So, And you have a good mix of, of some experience with, you know, Chesney, Danilo, Quadrado, I don't know if he's staying. Rabiot. But, you know, Pogba. Di Maria, Rabiot, Pogba. Like, you have a, a solid team here. Now it's about putting, putting the pieces together. together. Yeah. Let me ask you and, something. And Would you take Zidane? Oof. Nah. You know what? No. At this point, I think that Zidane is not the right coach for Juventus. I think he's a great manager, and I think he could be a great manager for a team that has superstars. I really, and I don't know if, I don't, honestly, if I'm Zidane and I'm looking at Juventus, I don't know why he would take the job. He wouldn't. I don't know why he would take the job. You know who might be available? I would take Zidane over Allegri. If that's a question, then yes. Mm -hmm. Would would. you take Ancelotti? Nah. Because he could be available. No. Be, he's 10 points behind, I think, in the, in the league. But yeah, he's yeah. going to end up winning uh, the then, Champions League. They're not going to last so long. Ancelotti, I don't think Ancelotti will do anything with Juventus. What's he going to do then? I don't think he'll do anything with the team. And going to be expensive. He said too. he wants to retire after Real Madrid. So. He's going to Canada. He's going to end up going to Brazil. He should go coach oh, yeah, Vancouver. Brazil. There we go, Brazil. Did you, see the, did you see the news on the Euros? The Euro, we're trying to get the Euro 3020. Oh, what is it? 2030. We're not going to be here. We're going to be long done. 2032. 2032. Yeah, we're trying to, we're doing the bid. Gravina said apparently that, this is what I heard, that it would help actually move the stadiums forward. Oh, for sure. Hopefully. It you bypasses build, yeah, the bureaucracy. Yeah. You build the stadiums for sure. To be able to do the stadiums. Let's yeah, push. we need that. Let's push for 2028. 20, 20, Can we do that? Yeah, we need that <laughs> as soon as possible. And you don't have to worry I mean, about qualification. I'll, I look at those right. Euros were good for qualification. Oh, we need God. we need to we need to host the Euros. World Cup, you mean? Oh yeah, we need to host World the, the World Cup. Yeah. yeah, I botched that one. I said we always qualify for the Euros. No. Yeah, we need that to happen. Yeah, so the no the coach, I agree with you that there needs to be a change uh, for the coach definitely. But um, you want a young guy with not as much experience, or you want somebody like that has got a lot of experience and that. And that knows how to um, deal with because there's going to be a lot of stars in that team. No, I'm interested in the I, young guy, but I think also then the expectations change. Like when Conte was coaching mm-hmm. Juventus, no Bring one thought they were going to win. But they should change though. Like right exactly. now, like they where Juventus to, are, you need to have a solid plan. Like yes. you need to, and like it, Conte when they brought Conte in, the plan was not to win the Scudetto. No, but they managed to do it. They were way ahead of schedule. It ended up screwing mm-hmm. them up a little bit. Uh, in terms of the management with Conte because then he wanted he had higher expectations he wanted to buy more players right away but that's what I'm saying they need to start from there because the team is far off from that point it's, and Allegri is not the guy to take you forward he's not the guy to take you forward it's clear it's very clear if you don't see this I don't know what you're looking at would you take Italiano to I love Italiano I love Italian. I mean, he's gonna be better than Allegri. You there's there's always like just how much better. There's always a difference in terms of like it's you played opposite, and he plays the four three three. How about that Zerbi? Ah, that Zerbi is not going to you. Is he free agent? No, he's just he, signed with Brian. Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's right. the thing the thing is, uh, we we 
we I think about this all the time, right? The difference, right? Because sometimes you, there's a couple of good coaches that come up with good ideas, they get results, and there's always a quality that's missing from from them, like to get to the next level, to take that the next step, dealing with pressure. Um, the mentality that you share, because I think it's not enough just to have a good style. I don't think those things will make you win in a top team. So those are things we don't know about Italiano, but I think he's incredible at everything. I love his teams. I know that the team is far off from where they should be, but the team is always well-prepared. Uh, I see him with a fire on the sidelines. Uh, he's a young coach that brings a lot to the table. And Peter and I, we were just looking up, we we're doing some research on the computer because we're working on a, a little content series uh, about uh, sporting directors in Italy, and we looked up Juntoli, right? Juntoli, who now the entire world is talking about because of what he's done with Napoli, how he find find Italy. I found all these talents. His job before Napoli was uh, was uh, Carpi, Carpi, in and taking them from Serie D all the way up, fourth division all the way up. So that's talent at the end of the day, right? He did it at a, a smaller level. He did it in Serie D, but he had the talent to make the jump. To Napoli, and they found that, and look where they that he's taken Napoli as well. Yep, and I think it goes even because a lot of people don't realize, but soccer, football, culture, the the business side of things is similar to any other small business, big Fortune 500 <laughs> business. There needs to be a sense of direction, a project, and then you need the right people involved. Exactly. And I think you know the whole conversation, even in like the job market and stuff, is always like people would say. Hey, you know, like for, uh, let's say a boss or an owner of a company, finding good workers or people that are, are are great at what they do, that's like so valuable for a business. And that's the same thing in, 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 in football, where if you have the right people in charge, that's going to make that team work that much better. Yeah, you're right. All gonna be on the Explain the Juventus project to me. There's no project. The Juventus project? I think there needs to be a... a no, no, no. Explain what is their current project. Right now? Yeah. That's why I said there's a crisis. There's a crisis and it stems from Cristiano Ronaldo. Because when they signed Cristiano Ronaldo, it was to win Champions League. And when that didn't happen, there was like a downturn. Because Scrambling. then you're trying to figure out, and it came to the effect of the whole budget and you know this quote-unquote quote unquote scandal... Right about trying to figure out how to make the budget work and how to be able to buy and sell players and figuring out what's the next step. And I think, you know, you go from, um, you know, sacking Allegri to then, you know, who was it? Sarri. Sarri. And then Pirlo. And then going back to Allegri. So it's like, so what, it, what are you trying to do? And so at all this this time... You've just, you you kind of just like went halfway and then went back. So like the whole problem was, oh, we're winning, but we're not winning the beautifully. We're not winning enough to win Champions League. Let's change that. And you go after Saudi, who's never won anything, right? So that was maybe the young coach, even though age-wise he's yeah. not young, but his new fresh ideas. You take Saudi, he wins the Scudetto, and then you let him go. Where we know historically Saudi needs that second year to be able to play. So and you didn't give him the players that he wanted. So I think Saudi is a good example of what what they're going in the right direction is in terms of the idea, mm -hmm. right? And he did he did very good with the team. The problem with Saudi is that you can't just look on the surface. Yeah. You can't just look at the results because I think culturally they yeah, just didn't, didn't agree. He didn't they fit didn't the culture. Fit that you know, him and, and Juventus and the players they also. argue with the suit. Yeah, the, the players. players 
they there's lots of stories from the players saying that they didn't like him. Yeah. They didn't. He he's not good at handling big players, and he's even admitted it now that he doesn't like that because yeah. he doesn't play to win. So Juventus's motto is uh, winning is the only thing that matters. His motto is the complete opposite. He would rather lose a game when you play really good and try to play good. Of course, he always wants to win, but he does not. He's not win at all costs. So what does that show? But there was a problem in the leadership where you're saying, "Hey, we're not. We don't know what we're looking for." Right, but they knew that about Saturday. Yeah, so they that's what surprises that's, me. Exactly. And then after that, you go right. after Pirlo. Yeah. Wow, that was the dumbest. Was stuff. you take this guy? We don't want to maybe spend more money because we have a play, another coach on it. And in a sense, for me, because I think I've seen it with Inter and I've seen it with Milan. Where when they just picked Inzaghi and Brocchi and Sedorf, those were all easy scapegoats. Exactly. Were he able to pick Pirlo? Oh, Pirlo's a new coach. Uh, yada yada yada. Don't pay him that much. And let's see what happens. And then even at that Horrible. point, it's like you already got Pirlo. Why aren't you continuing stick, stick with him? And you sack him to kind of figure yeah. out what's they're, going on. They're pulling names out of a you know. Hat. And then you go back to Allegri. Yeah. So it's just like very confusing through this whole ordeal. And you see it in the in the in Juventus's play. That's the that's the part that's most disappointing. Just to add, it's yeah. it's like with Pirlo, right? You got him, which he was not the right person to bring in. Number one, which is easy. But okay, let's just let's all agree. Stick about with the zero experience. You get Pirlo. Now, now, what do you think? You think you're going to win the league and you you're going to go far in the Champions League with with the coach for the first time? Yeah. And then you sack him, even I'm though he gets you top four. Yeah, gets the Champions League. Uh, so what, like, yeah. what? What did Anto say? Win the Champions League with Pirlo. But he wasn't that bad considering with no experience. He got his license like three hours before he signed, so whatever. But uh, speaking anyway. of Allegri, there was a quote. He said, qualifying for the Champions League with a minus 15 penalty wouldn't be like winning a Scudetto. It would be like winning three. <laughs> <laughs> he's become a troll. But he's kind of true. It's, I mean, if he, they make top four with minus, he's going to get a, uh, extend his contract Forget for another it. three years. Whatever the case is, <laughs> I don't want to hear any you, of it. You, you need you need a big. He's a funny dude. You, yeah. you need a big yeah, time funny. coach. People take him a little too serious. He's a grandpa too. Did you see his? Uh, I, I saw a quote from him where it's like, "I'm a grandpa now, so yeah, I'm gonna start playing uh, a young style, or I'm gonna start playing like the youngsters." He's just funny. Like he always just tries to mess no, around, he, and he's great on the mic. He knows what he's saying. He's a very smart guy. I and mean, listen, it was not uh, too long ago that Real Madrid wanted him. So Should it's have not taken like, that one. Right? It's but not you like, know why he didn't do it? Because he knows that it's not like at Juventus where he has his buddy on Yelly where he's going to allow him to get off, exactly. get a pass. Real Madrid, you don't perform oh, yeah. in three months, they'll get rid of you. They don't care. So you want the but, bro, yeah, come yeah. on. No, no, That's no. why he didn't do it. No, he's not for Real Madrid. I know he had another team, but he also brought Juventus to two finals in the Champions League. Yeah, that's true. So, like, that's there is there is a, a level of uh, of uh, competence and 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 also of course, being yeah. a high level coach. He had different but players. The only thing different is time. You know, Conte built Conte built that yeah. team. I don't yeah. think he's capable of building no. a team really. From he's just not what they need. He's not what Juventus yeah, I, need. I don't think he's that. not what Juventus need at this moment. At that time with Conte, it worked. it worked. And of course, it's easy saying it looking back. But Conte had built that team up. He did really good at managing them. He's also a completely different players. Love players actually love. Uh, Allegri, yeah. maybe not his style of play, but the way that he handles everyone differently, he's different than Conte, who's like super intense. Right. Allegri is not like that, the so good, it was a good balance. And the good thing with that is when Conte built it up, he kind of left the, a very prime Juventus team for them to just perform. Now he has like pieces that he has to try to mm. transform, and he's not the kind of coach that will start from scratch. He's getting like 
Quadrado that's past his prime. These players, they're trying to put them together, and they're not the Juventus that they were, you know. And no vision from a sporting time. director, too. And exactly. So uh, all those take an effect, and this, this is what you get. It's not entirely his fault, but it's also the management has a lot to do with what's going on. Not working. Anyway, uh, anyone else got anything else for yeah. this weekend in general? No? No, what things that upset me, and I want to know if uh, the audience it upsets also the audience, and maybe they can let us you know. Say uh, <laughs> it's if they give him five minutes of extra time, uh, oh, five okay? seconds before, <laughs> and, and then he's talking about Arsenal, and, and then there's nothing happening those five minutes. How can you go and give another minute and and ten seconds extra, and the team scores on the minute and ten seconds after? And then you give them another minute, and the game that was supposed to end ended up on the uh, 95th. 95th minute, now it ends up in 98 minutes. How does that happen? I don't know. Now, I watched some of the other games. They give three minutes. In, in Serie A, yes, I was watching a couple of three minutes. At three minutes and one second, yeah. the game is over. Yeah. But at two, at two minutes and 59 seconds, the game is over. That was today but in the, the Torino match. But the same, right. that, that I didn't thing. see. But well, was he, that? he got called like four three, three or four <laughs> seconds before because Enrico had a bet on the game, so he was freaking listen, out. They called it oh, early. Yeah. They called it but, early. Yeah. But Gaetano, there was time wasting on that, and they should have played at least another thirty to forty-five seconds, and he blew it immediately. There's no consistency. So I was like, right. so but goes both ways. Yeah, but there's no. I mean, I understand if you're making substitutions. Okay, you're supposed to give extra time, but if there are no substitutions, how do you? Let them. Some games they play a minute, two minutes extra, depending how much time is being wasted or not being played. And and yeah, but in the in the forty five minutes, okay, yeah. most games. Yeah, I get that. Forty five minutes. It's like you, two or three you, minutes. You give it three minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. And that includes the substitutions. Yeah. Then you go and the ninety minute, you give five minutes, and then you let them play until ninety eight. Yeah. It doesn't, add up. It doesn't, it doesn't make doesn't any add sense. Up. And you know what's another thing? There's sometimes where let's say there's ninety fifth minute, right? Let's yeah. say ninety fifth. 95-15. There's a corner kick. Yeah. Some referees allow them to take the corner kick. Some, some they don't. And yeah, it's not just it's not just time being wasted. And that drives me crazy because yeah, you could score on that. Some some games. Arsenal have, scored on, on scored. the corner. Yeah. yeah they scored on the corner. Some games you score on the corner. Some you don't. So yeah. that's why the uh, some of the players they get very upset yeah. because oh but I gotta take the corner kick. But you know, the best thing to me is what they do in other sports, you stop the clock. Just stop the clock. I was, they drive me crazy with the with the throw-in. If a team is winning and, and you take a throw-in, I timed it, yeah. it's always over two minutes. For a throw-in, mm -hmm. a throw-in should take six seconds, seven seconds, it take, they take one minute, a minute and 10 seconds. Some <laughs> throw-ins are two minutes. And the other thing with the throw-in is, they don't throw, they always move like five yards more to close right. to the goal. And then right. give it to another player. Well, then, and, and then they give it to another player. Yeah, <laughs> now, so now like, the team, the, then I watched the team that was losing. Yeah. They take the train in like three seconds. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because it's not in their favor the time. Yeah, so you, you need yeah. to end up. There's a lot I, think of they, I heard you already people are thinking about stopping the clock. Yeah. You yeah. stop the clock. Also, you know what's so funny? It's like, because people will say like, yeah, but they're adding on for time that's wasted. Like in the World Cup, right? They tried to do this a different style where they get... 10 minutes, 12 minutes. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was awful. That was the, too much. The 12 minutes. Way too much. Way too much. That was excessive. I don't I don't enjoy that. But, but right now. But get to that. Just, right you don't now, see that just part. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just don't like the idea uh, of seeing no. 10 just, minutes just, added yeah. on. Just stop the game. Now, if you're playing in a stadium uh, like Roma, 
which the curva is a hundred yards. So now you run, you score a goal, and you're running a hundred yards you to celebrate. Go to the then you got eleven players that go to the to the racetrack to celebrate with yeah. you. Then you come back. And then there are stadiums where I don't know Genoa, I think, right? Is in Genoa yeah. right there? So you can. Uh, it's like five yards. So you go. So, how do you determine how much time is wasted for the goal that was scored That's in Roma true. and for the goal that was scored? I think there's a job for you and FIFA. They got yeah. those stopwatches ready. Come on, <laughs> come on. This something weird. It, it, there's definitely. I, I've been noticing it a lot. It's weird. I think I heard that FIFA's tr uh, thinking about stopping the clock. The only thing is that they do that is going to be what did Antonio said they start was like 20 25 minutes of ball, the ball not being played so we're going to well, be there I'm, I'm it's meant be a baseball to, game I, meant I think to, we're going to have to try something I, mean, yeah, I, I meant to, to watch either. the games and, and and then do it with a stopwatch and see what the difference is just, yeah you told it was pretty high yeah, I only did it for 45 uh, 45 minutes because you, you know I can't get enough of this <laughs> <laughs> I you're you doing it for, for science minutes. <laughs> uh, for 45 minutes it was like eight minutes no. wow so that's like yeah. a quarter, lost a quarter of an hour. wait 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 and how much did the referee put on the on the what on oh, three not, minutes nothing like this was the first half so well like, you're allowed the like runoff did you do the runoff like every throw in the yeah the yeah yeah two, I you're allowed to run off right yeah so that like, adds up man but now, now for the throwing, is there a time for six seconds? I think, I think goalkeeper is six but seconds. No, the goalkeeper, okay. oh, no, the goalkeeper go is six seconds, right? Yeah. I have timed the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a minute, a minute and 10 seconds that they waste. So uh, I, I don't know about the throwing if it's six seconds too. But between the goalkeeper, between the throwing, between uh, you know the guy five that seconds. celebrates and runs a hundred yeah. yards and eleven players, five, run. five no one follows us. No, one, they don't enforce us at all. Five no, seconds. Yeah, that's what. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't enforce us at all. Even with a goalkeeper, they overextend it. A, a minute. Bit. I have the team that was winning. I averaged one team. It was yeah, over yeah. a minute. <laughs> Michael looked up basketball. Oh. Well, I, didn't <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't type in basketball. I, obviously, yeah, I never heard five seconds. I heard six seconds for the goalkeeper. It's a seven to fifteen. Seven to fifteen. So that's not, not even an mean. accurate thing. Well, there's no, uh, no. runoff. And then the other thing is basketball. Quick five seconds, maybe. But it's not even the other thing is when you go for a throw-in, if you have the ball, if you go and. You, you you walk and you have the ball in, in your hand. You should not be able to now give it to another yeah, player. I agree with yeah, that. That's otherwise dumb. don't go. Yeah, could you, you double the, the time there? Right, yeah, you double the time. Right. No. Anyway, lots of rules that need to be fixed, guys. Thank yeah. you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, guys. Right.